The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, can't be so Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined with special guest Warner Blakely. Um, you might remember that name because he was the fourth round pick of the Angels this last draft. Warner, how are you doing? What's going on, man? I'm good. Thanks for having Thanks. me on. Thanks for jumping on. First time. So um, I kind of want to start there. This time last year, you know, you're kind of getting ready for your senior season. You might be already in your senior season. And then everything kind of just starts shutting down. How did you how did you prepare yourself for the draft, knowing that, you know, you might not actually be able to play a game uh, between then and now or then you, in the draft? You know, um, it was definitely tough, um, you know, with the coronavirus happening so quick. And uh, Michigan baseball, high school baseball, starting in March, um, it was kind of tough to like put a finger on like what was going to happen. Um, for a long time, we thought it was going to be like a combine before the draft. Um, so like guys, could, I was working out towards the combine per se, um, <laughs> but that didn't actually happen. Um, we thought that we might be able to squeeze in like the last part of our high school season. That didn't happen. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, how am I going to get scouted? How am I going to? Um, get scouted by these teams um, and at that time it was just like a waiting game um, you know I would get on zoom call with um, zoom calls with you know plenty of clubs and ask you a bunch of questions you get on multiple zoom calls with multiple clubs in a day um, they're just trying to gather as much information on you as possible um, but the angels I had I didn't actually have a zoom call with the angels um, I met with them in Chicago um, and we had a really good meeting um, clearly I stuck out to them and, <laughs> yeah. uh, again, I was able to get picked up. So I'm definitely fortunate for that. And, and that had to be really diff- difficult because, you know, normally in a regular year with no circumstances, you can, you know, text somebody or, or reach out to certain people that will help you kind of through that process. Right. This process was different for everybody. I mean, I don't care if you're, you're a scout for, you know, 30, 40 years, there's no way they had this in mind. So, oh, yeah. you know, was there any surprises on how this all worked out? Was, was it surprising to you how many people were able to kind of get the zoom thing going? It definitely, it amazed me. I mean, it was like almost every, you know, Scott had to be on the same um, page in terms of like who they're interviewing and, you know, what type of questions they're asking. Um, but like I said, it was just a waiting game. Cause like, you didn't really know what was going on and really nobody had a clue what was going on. I mean, this is the first time we've had this virus. Right. So, um, and especially in these circumstances, um, but I remember when they shrunk the draft to five rounds, um, and that was like out of the know. We were like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> um, and then that, you know, definitely had me. I had to weigh my choices, whether going to college or, you know, um, going to Pro Bowl. And I chose Pro Bowl for sure. And so you talk about college. You committed to Auburn, yes. SEC. 
And, you know, for people that don't know, you're from, you know, Detroit, Michigan, up in that area. What, yeah. from what, I mean, coming all the way down south, what stood out to, from Auburn to make you come all the way down the other side of the United States? <laughs> you know, it, it was definitely, you know, a comfort thing. Um, I love the coaching staff, Butch Thompson, Coach Gabe Gross, Carl Nonemaker. I love those, the coaching staff. I still keep in touch with the coaching staff today. Um, but that, that was probably the biggest thing. The, um, the coaches really set out to me and how they appreciate their, um, you know, their players. Um, they kind of reminded me of my own dad and um, I want them, you know, to be a reflection of what he was to me. So that was great um, for the coaches to be that they were for me. And Auburn at that time, you know, power five yeah. uh, conference, Auburn, um, they had, shoot, we had the number one overall pick, Casey Mize. They had the number yeah. one overall pick. Um, and I think in my draft, they had a second rounder pitcher. Um, so, you know, they definitely can bring out good guys. They had a fifth round uh, shortstop. Um, yeah, he had, it was a fifth round shortstop, I think 2018, um, which he was pretty good too when I played shortstop. So it was good that I knew that, you know, guys are getting drafted out of there. And that's what stood out to me the most. So, you know, the draft, like you mentioned, they got chopped down to five from 40. Yeah. Like, traditionally, and that's like a huge chunk. Oh, yes. um, when that initially happened and, and draft is coming up, um, did you have an idea about where you would be drafted? You know, what round were people kind of giving you these little uh, hints or, or kind of nudging you a little bit about when you're going to get picked up? You know, I, I did. But then again, it was like, as soon as they dropped it, I kind of knew where I was going to get drafted if it was like a regular draft. But as soon as it dropped to five, it was kind of like almost all of that went out the window. Right. Um, cap space, you know, went down. So in terms of like signing players, um, that went down. So you had some clubs when we had like I think the Adams William had four picks um so it's definitely um you just had to weigh your options on what you know you valued more um not necessarily value more but what was more convenient um you know for you and what your family and you guys you know wanted to accomplish in the draft but I definitely you know was able to accomplish what I wanted to so the draft is going, obviously, the first round, second round, Angels get a uh, pitcher, outfielder. You mentioned it, third round, they lose that because of the um, Rendon siding. And so the fourth round um, comes around, and then you hear this. The 111th pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Los Angeles Angels select shortstop Warner Blakely from Detroit Edison Academy, Detroit, Michigan. So you hear that. At that time, what was going through your head? And then now rewatching it, what goes through your head? Definitely. When I was watching it, um, they actually call you a couple picks um, before. So you kind of know that you're going to, um, you know, sign with the team. And um, when I heard my name called, man, it was like I could see like all my hard work as a kid, you know, late nights, you know, early mornings, um, you know, long nights with school. Just all of that kind of like went past on a blur. And it was like it just went to that moment. And um, it was definitely surreal. It just made me want to work even harder. You know, I think that's the first goal, which is to get drafted. But now, you know, you have to accomplish the second most important, which is making it to the big leagues. Um, but, you know, it definitely kept me hungry. Um, and I'm just fortunate for sure. Blessed. And so now you rewatch that now. Do you still kind of get that that surge of adrenaline? Do you still kind of get those chills now, you know, so many months later? Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, it's definitely been a different year, especially with COVID. Um, thing, you know, things got shut down. I know when you sign with the team, music, you know, they fly out there and you, um, you know, you get on the field and you kind of meet some players and things like that. But um, none of that happened. So, but I was just, I was just really fortunate that I was able to, you know, get into a club that, you know, who wanted me and, um, you know, who wants me to succeed. 
So you get drafted, and like you mentioned, there was no um, really minor league season going on at that time. There wasn't right. rookie ball. Obviously, there wasn't double single A, double A, triple A. What did you do after the draft with the Angels? Um, so I was off probably like three, two and a half months, three three months, oh, and wow. then we had we had got a call that we were going to have an instructional league. Um, and I think we had one of the um, shortest amount of people there. I think we had 35 people at Instruct. So I was I was definitely happy. I haven't seen a pitch since last <laughs> that last summer because of summer ball, and then I wasn't able to play high school ball. So I haven't seen a pitch in almost a year and a half. Um, so I was definitely happy and, you know, fortunate to get out there and, um, you know, get around the older guys and, and learn some things, especially from our hitting coaches and field coordinators. So it's funny you bring up instructionals. I posted this interview that we're doing this interview on our uh, Halo Haven page. And uh, Bo Martino, uh, I believe you know who that is. Yeah. He told me to ask you, so I'll ask him, this is straight quote, ask him about him falls into a bucket during instructs. He goes, ha ha, Brick City. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is that true? What is he misremembering or like what's going on? Nah. Um you win and strikes, you kind of, you rotate games and the games you play um, just so that everybody can get reps and things like that. Um, so I was, I was getting the balls and the, and the foul balls and I'll get them and I'll shoot them in the bucket. And I don't think I made one that whole instructs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how is, I mean, these are the guys now that are in your instructs that have been, you know, uh, some might be drafted with you. Some guys are just younger guys in general. How is that kind of everyone coming from different parts of the world, even, um, into one thing, you guys all have a common goal for the common goal for the common team. How is that kind of relationship building? Oh, it's definitely nice. Um, you know, seeing players from Venezuela, Dominican, um, Puerto Rico, um, and just seeing like the different you know ethnicities and, and things that they do is definitely different from the things that I do. But it's just cool, you know, to see that type of stuff um, and to learn from other players. A lot of them have good knowledge about the game. Most of the players are older; they're probably like um, high A, double A guys. So I was definitely, you know, able to learn to see what they do, like their hitting routines and just basically to, you know, just to listen and learn um, from those older guys. I didn't really do a lot of talking. I just kind of sit back and observe just to, you know, get my feet wet and see how things worked out. But it was definitely cool. And you talk about reaching out to some some guys and talking to some guys and learning stuff. And then someone asked a question here on our YouTube page, asked if have you ever have you talked to any of the in, other infielders like uh, Paris, Jeremiah Jackson, uh, Jeremiah Jackson, um, you know, you see Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele kind of build that relationship as outfielders as they go through the, the system. And I guess you guys are kind of that next group behind them. Have you ever talked to them or reached out to them at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was really cool with um, Kyron Pears, Jeremiah Jackson, Deshaun Knowles. Those are pretty much the guys that I, um, you know, hung around, especially outside of, um, you know, when we went back to our room. I mean, and they're a good, great group of guys. They work hard. And I was able to, you know, some learn or to learn some things from them, too. Um, you know, Jeremiah Jackson had a really good year last year. Um, and, and just to pick his brain to see what, you know, he, what he thought in the box and some of the routines and stuff that he did. It was great. Same thing with Kyron. Um, he didn't really get, I don't think he wasn't able to play, but he had a really good, um, I think he had an invite to the extended roster. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he did pretty good there too. So he was just, um, them giving me a, just a lot of good information and things that what they've learned, what they've picked up from pitchers and things like that is always helpful for sure. So something we also like to do on this podcast, especially with guys that are on for the first time, is kind of get to know them a little better. Get them, you know, kind of away from the ball field because everyone will see you play ball. Everyone will see you on the field, but kind of get a a better picture of you overall. So 
one of the first things I, I, I want to know is obviously, like I mentioned before, you grew up in Michigan, grew up in Detroit, Michigan. What was your favorite team growing up? What sport? We're talking. Okay, so let's just go. Let's go. Let's go baseball first. Let's go baseball. baseball. You know, I'm a hometown guy, so I was okay. a, a Tigers fan, Lions fan, Pistons fan. You know, everything right. Detroit for sure. And so that kind of brings brings up another point too. Did you play multiple sports in in, in high school? I didn't. I, I didn't play multiple sports in high school. I only played baseball in high school, but I played football. Um, I stopped playing football eighth grade year. I ran track, went to the junior Olympics in track at twelve. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely I played other sports, but settled down to um, just baseball in high school. So this would probably lead into a really a really easy question. A really uh, what I like to ask other guys too is that if you could pick being a pro in any other sport, obviously other than baseball, uh, what sport would that be? You know, it would probably be football. Um, yeah. It definitely probably be football. Uh, I was lucky enough to have a dad who was like a in my opinion, a football guru, he's able to, I mean, it's just a lot of things in football that he knows. Right. Um, he's been to coach in college, high school, I mean, all levels pretty much. And um, definitely with his help and with my work, or my, with, or my work ethic, I definitely feel like I'd definitely uh, be in the league for NFL. And that's awesome. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I coach high school ball right out of, right after I graduate. So I love, I love both sports, but you know, you mentioned he was college coach. How was he when you decided to kind of, um, do you like baseball? Because obviously the work stuff off the field, the weight room, all stuff, it kind of translates to both of them. But the, right. you know, uh, your technique when it comes to hitting or your technique when taking a ground ball, you can't really help that unless you, you know, played at a serious right. level. How how do you take being supportive in, in that kind of a role? You know, my dad, um, he he wasn't like probably like other fathers. Like he didn't really, um, he definitely pushed me. Um, and, and But he just really wanted, you know, me and my brother, my sister. My sister plays volleyball at Eastern Michigan. And my brother played um, baseball at Michigan for a while, too. Um, he just always teach, like, just to work hard at anything we do. Um, and so in terms of baseball, um, I asked him, like, look, I want to play the highest level of baseball. What do I have to do? And he, he told me those things. And I think um, where, like, where most parents go wrong is that they're like, man, why is my kid, you know, doing push-ups at night? Or why is my kid wanting to go to the cage? And it's like, well, you know, pretty much your son doesn't, you know, want to be at the highest level. And it's like, you can't really get mad at that because they just have to find out what they want to do in their life. Um, But I wanted to be good at baseball. So I made sure that I did those things. And like my dad never had to tell me, you know, you want to go hit. It was always me asking him. Um, It was always me asking, let's go to the gym, let's go work out. And um, that helped tremendously. Um, Another thing, he also teaches like being like a student of the game. Um, So like getting ground balls and hitting is, you know, one side of the game. But um, like going to like the classroom and, and like, you know, breaking down like base running and right. um, stuff that pitchers do and, and what to look for in the batter's box and just, just having like good overall IQ of the game, knowing the game, um, that helped me as well too, for sure. Yeah. And especially coming from a football coach, yeah. I can, I can speak from it. You live in that film room, you know, between games. <laughs> oh, so yeah. that just, that makes complete, complete sense. Um, you mentioned your, your family, you know, pretty athletic right there. Yeah. You're, you know, just dropping a couple colleges. Um, how competitive are you guys? Like, is it like one of those things where everyone's home for Thanksgiving and, you know, a pickup basketball game might pick up and then maybe it gets a little too serious. Are you guys really competitive when you guys are all oh, together? Yeah. We're really competitive. My dad thinks that my sister is the best athlete in the family. <laughs> I think otherwise. I think it's me. But it's be a time, you know, where my sister used to be faster than all of us. And she's a year older than me. Um, but, you know, we're super, really competitive. Um, and, and that's what we teach. Uh, or that's what my dad teaches. Be competitive. Um, but also remember that we're family and that we just want to help each other. So we had to have a good balance of that, but it worked out fine. That's, it, sound, it sounds like it did. Um, 
you know, you uh, mentioned kind of a student of the game. So is there a, a player, um, it doesn't have to be the Angels, obviously, but any player yes. growing up where you really looked at and was like, wow, I want to be like that guy or I want to emulate that player? Definitely um, Derek Jeter. Uh, I was able to, I was got a chance to meet him as well. Um, but growing up watching him, I actually was at his last game at Comerica Park oh, um, when he awesome. played for the Yankees. Um, but growing up watching him, um, having players that actually, or coaches that actually played against him, and like, you know, seeing the things that he did, it definitely stood out. Um, I think currently um, I, I was got a chance to work out with like DJ LeMahieu, um and oh, work good. out with him. And um, seeing their worth that they can, you know, seeing what he does, I know he won a batting title last year, so obviously he yeah. hit. Um, so just picking up some things from him was great, and um, just knowing that I'm gonna be up there soon. Yeah, I right. mean that's those are some names to kind of model yourself out. DJ obviously having a great year last year and benefiting it this year financially. Um, so some other kind of questions. This is a little more off off the field. Um, I always find this one interesting because of the age difference. So I'm gonna ask right. you, LeBron or MJ? I'm an MJ fan. Especially MJ. after, uh, you know, his his his, his uh, documentary that came out. Oh, the definitely, last dance, yeah. Definitely made me a believer. But LeBron is, <laughs> LeBron is going to get there too. Um, it's just a lot of different things I like to weigh. But for sure, Michael, <laughs> Michael. I, and I just wasn't sure because, like you mentioned, you're a Detroit fan. Detroit and MJ yeah. kind of had a thing going on. So I don't know, you know, if that played into it. But yeah, definitely one of those things. I don't think you can go wrong when you you pick either one. Oh, yeah. um, fast food or favorite food, I should say, not fast food, but favorite food, um, you know, when you need something good to eat and, and, and maybe you're in some kind of mood, what kind of food do you go for? I'll probably go Chinese food. I'll probably okay. go sweet and sour, sweet and sour chicken, chicken fried rice. That's definitely my uh, go-to favorite food for sure. Now, what do you do like in your free time as far as uh, when you're trying to get away from the game and, and or just kind of get away and just relax and, and unwind? Are you a, a video game guy? Are you a book guy? Are you a TV guy? What 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 do you do? Um, I like hanging around with my friends. I, I was able to have a, um, a wide variety of friends with different backgrounds, and um, we were able to relay on a lot of different things. So I'll really just go hang out with my friends. Uh, shout out Dre. Shout out Aries. <laughs> and um, I like to hang with my girlfriend as well. Shout out Sully, too. Um, but yeah, it's just having, um, connections and, and Michigan is plenty of stuff to do. I mean, without COVID and stuff, there's a lot of stuff to do. So we're able to get out and have fun. So definitely being around people for sure. People guy. So, you know, me and my friends, we collect stuff, whether it's bobbleheads that from games or hats or sign balls, anything like that. Are you, do you collect anything like, and it doesn't have to be exactly baseball specific. It could be just anything in general. Are you a collector of anything? Um, not necessarily a collector. Um, I like shoes, so I have like a good uh shoe collection. Um, but in terms of like collecting like collectibles, um, I used to be into uh, collecting basketball cards when I was younger. I used to have a book. It used to be full of um basketball cards. Um, me and my brother shared it. But in terms of you know collecting things, nothing, nothing really. What's your uh, What's your favorite shoe that you that you have? Ooh, I got a bunch of Jordan ones. Okay. Um, I like Jordan ones. I like the off white series too. Um, off white, pretty much anything. I like those shoes too. Air Maxes, Air Force ones. I mean, it's a lot of different shoes, but definitely <laughs> my go-to would be a Jordan one. And you're starting to see a lot more of those Jordans, like converted oh, yeah. cleats. Is there a chance we're going to see you out there with, with, <laughs> with, 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 with a pair one day? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Jordan is, a uh, 
definitely they're uh, making their way up in the brand. Well, they're already up there. There's a lot yeah. of players. Mookie Betts, I know we just signed Dexter Fowler, too. I know he's a Jordan guy, too. CC um, Sabathia was, it, was wearing them, too. CC Sabathia, Jeter Ward, um, yeah. Jordan, too. Yeah. So definitely uh, good players uh, wearing Jordan. So walk-up music or just music in general. What are your music tastes? And, you know, with this with this season coming up, hopefully we can see you at a minor league game. And, and with the walk-up music, what are you thinking? You know, that's a good question. I haven't really uh, thought about walk-up songs. Um, I definitely like like a lot of the mainstream rappers. You know, you got a little baby kind of. Um, but there's also rappers in Detroit, uh, Detroit rappers that I listen to. And they're probably one of uh, most of my favorite rappers. Uh, Babyface Ray. So th- those a lot of like just um, some Detroit rappers, and I'm I'm gonna try and see if I can get one of those Detroit rappers on my walk up song. For there sure. you go. There you oh, yeah, you gotta represent where you're from, gotta represent where you're at. Exactly, man. Oh yeah, and especially too with with you know you and you kind of mentioned before with Detroit, you know this Michigan high school baseball starting so much later, you don't get a lot yeah. of like influx. It's not California, it's not Texas, it's not, not Flor- uh, Florida where it's like you know sunny most of the year you know you guys you guys have weather up there so oh, yeah. you don't get a you don't get a bunch of influx of those kind of guys so you got to represent when you do make it um oh yeah oh, I, I totally lost my train of thought but um what else is there that you are looking forward to like obviously the draft is a huge thing yeah. um going to instructs and kind of meeting your coaching that's a huge thing what's like the next big step for you that um you're really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to like just getting in the flow of things. I think it's just been like an awkward year and everything's kind of been breaking off. Like usually guys got to feel like when they're going to go to spring training right now, we don't know. It's right. kind of like up in the air, um, you know, with things changing with COVID. So I just kind of, uh, I just can't wait to like get my first season under my belt um, and kind of knowing like what I have to improve on, what I have to, um, you know, do to make it to the next level. Um, but definitely uh, the biggest thing is just, Getting to the flow of things, like, you know, making sure I'm able to get into the facility and, right. you know, get my reps in without, you know, having to worry about COVID, you know, protocol or anything. So we got another question here. I'm going to pull it up and hopefully you can see it. And it says, why do people call you RJ or JR? Sorry. Why do people call you JR? Uh, I think he means why do people call me Junior? Junior. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My dad's name is Warner Blakely, but we don't have the same middle name. Um, so, you, so it's not a junior, but people. I'm still technically kind of not. Junior. I'm not a junior, but right. you know, some people still call me um, junior. But I am the second. So, um, okay. you know, when I hopefully when I get to the big leagues, I'm probably have, have Warner Blakely, not like the two okay. uh, on the back for sure. So, baseball players are known for superstitions. Um, you know, do you have any? Did you have any in high school? Obviously, you haven't been to like an actual game yet yeah. professionally. But did you have any like in high school or even like just growing up? I wasn't a huge superstition guy. I just um one of the biggest things I just like to do is like just prepare um like for the game. Like I I felt like if I had a you know a good off season and I was able to prepare the right way that I was gonna um you know have a good game. So I didn't. I don't have any superstitions that might grow on me. You know probably when I you know when I get um my feet wet and start you know moving up to the levels. Um, but as of right now, nah, no superstitions. <laughs> yeah. All right. Warner, I want to thank you for jumping on uh, with me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad we're able to connect and, and oh, make yeah. this happen. We're really looking forward to you seeing you th- work your way through the system. Hopefully there's minor league baseball where, you know, uh, from where we are and where we're kind of based at, we're 
you know, like 15, 20 minutes away from the single A team. So we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing you out there. And, and hopefully, like, like I mentioned, just continue to grow through the system and, and, and as a baseball player. So I want to thank you again for taking out some time. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate it. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB Baseball. BetOnline covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And I want to thank Warner Blakely again for jumping on the podcast and chatting with me. Had a little conflict of schedule yesterday, but we were able to make it work today, which uh, was great for both of us. Great talking to him. Again, another infielder that is very toolsy, very raw, but could very easily develop into something special. And it'll be really interesting to see how he develops uh, with the Angels and, and where they see him fitting with the Angels moving forward. So, again, I want to thank Warner Blakely. Um, check him out. We're going to tag him in all of our social media when this comes out. So definitely give him a follow. Um, but man, I mean, it, it's crazy. You talk to some of these young guys uh, and they sound like they have been doing this for a long time. Very well spoken, very well, um, you know, adverse and everything going on around him. Very, very good guy to talk to. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the All Angels podcast. We are going to be back next week um, as we inch closer to spring training. Um you know, obviously pitchers and catchers, I think, are reporting next week uh, for a lot of the teams, including the Angels. I believe the Angels report day is the 17th with uh, full squad workouts, I believe, the 22nd. So I'm going to try to reach out to one more guest, try to get one more Angel guest on here before everything kind of starts really picking up. If not, I am going definitely going to do a um, Q&A, Instagram Q&A, because that was a lot of fun. And there's been some things that have happened uh, roster-wise and stuff like that since um, my last. So we will definitely have one next week for sure. Um, still working out on what it's going to be exactly, but you can definitely check us out next week at the all angels podcast. Again, um, the season right around the corner guys, we are in spring training mode pretty much right now. So, um, if you have a friend, you have a buddy that, that wants to get in on the podcast, let him know, let them know, uh, tell them to check us out. Um, you know, we're going to continue to do what best we can for you guys. And we're definitely going to start uh, reaching out to some of these beat riders for the AL West teams and try to do a preview um, like we did last year while in spring training and obviously ending with um, the Angels preview with a couple guests. I'm going to try to get a couple of guests on to kind of give us kind of a roundtable feel about it. But We'll see how that goes, but definitely a lot of stuff to check out. Once the season does start, the regular season starts, we'll be back 
two times a week, like we were last season. I think that worked out really well. We're going to do one probably midweek, Wednesday, Thursday, and then one at the end of the weekend, like a Sunday night kind of game. Or we might just um, cut it in where uh, after a series. So if a series ends on Wednesday night, you can expect one, you know, Thursday morning. If a series ends on Sunday uh, afternoon, then we'll probably put one out that night for you guys so uh a lot of stuff to look forward to we're really excited for you guys uh out there to be a part of this journey and not only um through the podcast but also through all our social media stuff so halo underscore haven on twitter halo underscore haven on instagram um, our youtube page where you can go and watch this interview with me and myself with myself and warren blakely um and we have past interviews on there too um from victor rojas chris rodriguez um you know any guests red bollinger any guests we have on there you can go back and actually watch it on there and then every once in a while we'll drop a, a youtube <laughs> exclusive if you will on there so um definitely go there subscribe to that so you can also be updated on what happens there but again thank you everyone for listening uh, i am daniel garcia and you listen to another edition of the all angels podcast Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.